0: Oh, yeah! Are you ready for your moment of bliss? Because what Poppy wants? Poppy's game.
1: Yowie wowie! I don't even know if that's PG! <laughs> WWE talk show in history.
0: Welcome to the Cream of the Crop Wrestling pod, pod, Podcast. The Cream of the Crop. But does it better. It's still real to me, damn it. Hello and welcome to the Bottom Line, a wrestling review giving you the gist of what happened. This is the Bottom Line of WWE Friday Night Smackdown, December 9th, 2022. You're listening to the Cream of the Crop Wrestling Podcast. The podcast that will give you some chest hair. We are the TNA of the program, and I'm Patrick.
1: And I'm Rob, and we'd like you all to embrace the Kingdom of the Madness by be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Oh, Pat, we've got a little bit of a holding pattern going on right now. Mm, steady as she goes, right? Steady as she goes, indeed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, well, if you could give us one word to describe this show, Rob, what would you give us?
1: I'm going to say tonight is a, a plebeian fair of SmackDown <laughs> Wrestling.
0: We get a whole nother no, – we don't even get a word of the night. We get a phrase, don't we?
1: Yes, yes. Plebeian fair is the phrase tonight. Yeah. well,
0: uh, I mean, it seems like we're biding time. That's what it feels like. You know like. what? The,
1: I'm. Ex- we'll talk about it later, but I'm excited for next week. We got a lot of things
0: it, coming forward. Uh Yes. Again, like I said, it's just biting time. We still have, what, a little over six weeks till the Rumble? Roughly, yeah. All right, well, let's dive right into the show. SmackDown starts with the Usos coming down to the ring, being accompanied by Sami Zayn and Solo Sokoa. It's time for the tag team championship match with Sheamus and Butch. After a recap of Monday Night Raw, we find out that Matt Riddle is going to be out for with injury for about 6 weeks. Before we dive into this match, what do you have to say about
1: that, Rob? Uh perfect timing for him to make a surprise return at the Royal Rumble Royal Rumble. Um it looks like, I don't know uh, if he has anything going on outside. I know he's got a lot of stuff going on on the outside world, so I don't know if he's taking some time off to kind of get some personal stuff in order. Uh, personally, I think it'll be a good reset because I've kind of not liked where the character was been going lately, so it'll be a nice little reset for him. Hopefully, he'll be a surprise entrant in the Rumble, uh, get a nice pop for a Riddle coming back. Seems very
0: suspect that he just so happens to be out with injury for six weeks, and that's Right around Rumble time. I wonder if this is kayfabe or, you know, if this is a real injury. Well, let's dive into the first match. The Usos versus Sheamus and Butch for the Undisputed Tag Team Championships. This was a decent tag team match with the Brutes controlling most of it. The match ends with Jay distracting the ref and Sammy goes to interfere. But uh, he's stopped by Ridge, who is then taken out by Solo Sokoa on the barricade. The Usos do a blind tag. This is becoming a reoccurring pattern with him. They all, they've all they been winning with the blind tag a lot here recently. But they do a blind tag, and they hit the 1D on Butch to get the pin with Sami Zayn holding Sheamus by the legs, preventing
1: him from making the save. What do you have to say about this, Rob? That was a fun opener. Uh, so I will say that's the one thing that's been credited to Triple H throughout his uh, time, had a creative right now, is he seems to always put out a solid, fun opener um, of every show, so... This was no different. Uh, You had the four guys in the ring that you expected to have a nice, fun little match with. Uh, The victory was never in doubt. I mean, no one here thinks... uh, The way the storyline is playing out, unfortunately, any tag title matches we get, I don't feel like there's any question on who's going to win, especially when we had also Butch as a replacement, since McIntyre was not medically cleared to wrestle this evening as well. So overall, I enjoyed the match. I think, uh, also they were putting over the Usos big, I guess this was the first time and I I don't remember exactly the day, but it's been a long, long time since the tag titles were fought and defended on both Raw and SmackDown in the same week.
0: Been over 500
1: days as them
0: uh, as champion here. And as much as I love the Usos as the world champion, as the tag team champions, and I love... You know, the rest of the world seems to love them and agree that they're the number one tag team in wrestling right now, right? But do you think this is a problem? uh, Because you do, like you said, you see these constant matches uh, where you don't really expect Budge and Sheamus coming out on top. You don't expect these titles to change hands. Do you think this
1: is a bloodline problem that we're having with the titles right now? not yet uh it will only become a problem if the payoff doesn't exist like to me we all know we all know my feelings on it the payoff has to be kevin and Sammy beating them at wrestlemania i think one of the big issues that we will come across though is time so hopefully they have enough storyline in there to where they can fill enough time because sometimes you are wanting a big moment to happen and they always just save it for the big shows but by the time you get to the big show the momentum is gone. So hopefully that's that's what I hope we don't get to is where we're that, that momentum is gone by the time we get to mania and they should have pulled the trigger sometime earlier. But when you have a plan already in place, it kind of makes it difficult for, you know, any of us to take any of the matches seriously that they could possibly lose their championship anytime between now and then.
0: Well, the next thing we see is Kurt Angle walking backstage with fellow Olympic gold medalist Gable Steveson. Braun Strowman stops them and wishes Kurt a happy birthday. And Angle introduces Strowman to Steveson. And then here we get a awkward promo from Braun. It just seems like he was rushing through his lines here, but it, it, Strowman tells him he's he seen him before at the Performance Center, and they could really use a guy like him on SmackDown. And he could come get these hands if he wants to. It was just the way he said it was just really
1: off-putting, and I just ugh. it makes it was, this was cringeworthy, wasn't it, Rob? It was not good. Uh, Stroman does not play well as like friendly large Oaf who's welcoming the new guy to the <laughs> to the building, and that's what it kind of came across as. Uh, Gable Stevenson is. I mean, to been an Olympic gold medalist, he is uh, one of the ones that they kind of have handpicked as to be a future superstar of the wrestling world, especially for their business. So, curious to see how it plays out sometimes when you have guys like that. Because there was another one that he ended up going to AEW, but he was just like, essentially Brock Lesnar light, and he never made it out of the Performance Center, and he ended up going to AEW, and he's just fine there at best. I forget the name. Uh, but Sometimes when you handpick someone just because they had the look and then they had the pedigree, doesn't mean it's always going to play out. And Gable, or yeah, he, I'm trying to think out a word this, uh, he didn't really have what you would call Mr. Personality as well when Strowman was talking to him. It was a very stoic, yeah, I'll, I'll come get those hands when anytime. Yep.
0: <laughs> well, let's keep moving because the next thing we get is LA Knight coming down to the ring and we get a promo from the Star. Calling Bray Wyatt's bluff about attacking him a few weeks ago. Knight then replays the footage for us and points out the Uncle Howdy mask in the background of his separate attacks. Uncle Howdy is then shown on the Titan drawn And it's a video package of him talking about having respect. And then he's saying, go ahead and do it. He deserves to suffer. And then the video ends with the door is closing.
1: And then Knight takes off backstage to find Bray Wyatt. What do you have to say about this, Rob. Uh first of all, let's talk about LA Knight's sunglasses, man. Those things, you could the reflection in those were ridiculous. Like you could literally see the camera he was looking into as he was talking. <laughs> so uh loving LA Knight more and more every time I see him. I completely understand now. Like so I again taking the L on this one. Uh, so I enjoyed his promo here. Storyline wise, I don't know who Uncle Howdy was talking to. Like I always I always love being able to go back, especially with Bray Wyatt stuff, when you always have a lot of hidden stuff in the background, and there's a lot of people who are just, they're not watching as closely as others, so being able to go back and just show the moments that happened, but then show that Uncle Howdy mask in the background each and every time, I like that. That really, that that helps people out, that helps, you know, I, I didn't notice it. I think it was uh, the one where he got trapped behind, when, when his arm got hurt. I didn't notice that. So that was, you know, but I saw the Uncle Howdy mess the first time he was beat up. So. This is clearly who... uh, LA Knight. <laughs> he's obviously convinced
0: that Bray Wyatt and Uncle Howdy are the same person. There is no difference. Who's
1: Howdy talking to? Who's Howdy talking to? Was he talking to LA Knight or was he talking that's, to Bray? I think
0: that's the cryptic bit. You know, <laughs> that's just okay. the way that we're not supposed to know who he's talking to, I guess.
1: Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, but one of the things, dude, one of the things I like about LA Knight's promos. He is short and sweet and to the point. Like, he he comes out there. He's like, this is what I got to talk about. This is what I'm going to show you. All right, cool. Peace.
0: The reaction he got, uh, the crowd booed him. And he gives him a minute to kind of, he soaks it in. And then he just fires off that promo. And, I mean, it's rapid fire. And he doesn't give him. That's, that's the thing about when you see someone that knows the WWE universe well, right? They'll go out and they'll, if they're good at their job and they're good at cutting a promo like LA Knight is, you don't even give the crowd the chance to what you. You don't give those pauses when you're talking for that crowd to immediately put a what and just ruin your entire promo. So, I mean, when every time LA Knight talks, every time the megastar has to say something, you're listening. You
1: know what I mean? I absolutely, and I want to talk about him a little bit later for a potential future that I see happening so we'll talk about it later though
0: well the next thing we see is an interview from Legado del Fantasma from earlier in the day but in the background is shown Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler attacking or with a we didn't actually see them do the attack we just see Shotzi scream out in pain you know clutching at her arm and shot or Shayna and Ronda Rousey walking away. And then we get a promo uh, with Megan Moran interviewing Ronda and Shayna backstage. And Ronda saying to tell the China shop that the bulls are coming. And Liv Morgan and Tegan Knox step into the frame. And this basically sets up a match later on. What do you have to say about
1: this, Rob? Shayna and Ronda need a mouthpiece so bad. Like... It felt like in the office when Michael Scott just says metaphors and phrases that don't make sense, and it just sits there very awkwardly. Don't 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 even I already have something to say about some metaphors and just
0: cheesy puns uh, later on in the night, and we'll talk about who's the worst and the guilty, the most guilty of doing this of all on SmackDown. But I, I agree with you. I think uh, I like the. The bulls or tell the China shop the bulls are coming. Like Ronda delivered that line. It was the next line from Shayna telling Liv and Tegan Knox that when you mess with the bulls, you get the horns. Like that line is what really just killed uh, it and made dude. it cringe. Well, let's talk about the next match of the night, which is Legado del Fantasma Cruz del Toro in Walking Wild versus the Viking Raiders Eric and Ivar. Viking Raiders took control early on in this match, and the match didn't last that long with Hitro coming out and attacking both teams. BFab threw Valhalla into Zelena Vega. BFab getting a little bit more involved here, Rob. What do you have to say about this?
1: Uh, I was actually kind of looking forward to the match because I really want to see just uh, Cruz and Wild actually have a match because they've really not really shown anything since they've been up on the main roster. And also for the Viking Raiders. Right now, all they've been is an entrance since they've come back. They really haven't had a chance to show too much of what they can do. So it was a little whatever. And also, uh, this whole booking was, I understand they're trying to get someone over, but no one's getting over. The crowd didn't react to anyone, which is kind of sad because I really like uh, Fantasus. Also, I I like their music. I think their music is really good for an era of bad music. Um, And also, just the look when they come down. They just look like a top group there now right now the viking raiders are they're they're reminding me a lot of carrying cross right now where it's production only and what we're seeing with the actual quality in the ring is not lining up with what they're trying to show us yet so the crowd's not sure how to react so they don't react so it was just three teams that got no reaction that just wasted my television time that's all well, let's move on to the
0: next thing which is la knight who is backstage and he walks into his locker room and there's a Bray Wyatt t-shirt hanging up in his locker room and as soon as he gets into the room and he grabs the shirt, the lights go out and he pulls out his phone to use his flashlight and that's when you see the mask figure standing behind Night and this is different than the actual Uncle Howdy mask that you see during the video packages. This is more along the mask that you see Bray Wyatt wearing when he first came back at Extreme Rules, right? It looked like it, yes. So
1: what do you Blow have? in the dark too. Yeah. What do you have to say about this right here? Uh, this is like standard old school Bray Wyatt stuff. He used to do this stuff all the time. So uh, yeah, no, I like it. It's moving stuff forward, and it's not another Bray Wyatt cryptic Uncle Howdy promo. So I appreciate it.
0: Well, we then see uh, Kurt Angle's birthday celebration going on backstage. And right here is when we see Jason Jordan, for the first time in a long time, giving his father, Kurt Angle, a birthday card. Funny thing I'd like to note is the birthday card that he hands Angle, it looks like it's made by a little kid. What
1: What do you have to say about this, Rob? uh it was it was what it was uh this is like the worst birthday party of all time and they also have like this really lame electric guitar happy birthday music playing in the background (laughs) yeah you can't play (laughs) the actual song right (laughs) right right right. (laughs) so that's going on as well uh i think it's just a i think it's just a callback they're not going to do anything with it there but i think it's just a way to kind of poke fun at a terrible storyline that they had going on um but I always enjoy getting a birthday card. Pat, do you enjoy getting birthday cards?
0: I enjoy getting birthday cards.
1: All right. Well, people, I'm just going to let you know my birthday's coming up in February. When's your birthday, Pat? January. January. So both of our birthdays are coming up. So a good way to celebrate our birthdays is just getting more support from you people. So be sure to like us. Be sure to go on all of our social medias, uh, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, you're going to find us on Instagram as well as TikTok. And then most importantly, if you want to get us on YouTube, look up Cream of the Crop Wrestling hit the subscribe button, and then with the holidays coming up, one of the best gifts you can give is a free gift. Just send someone a link and tell them to subscribe as well, and that's your birthday gift to them or a Christmas gift to them. is just letting them have more wrestling content in their ears. So we uh, we would appreciate that here. Uh, so happy birthday in January to Pat. Happy birthday to me in February. And the best bit, gift that you can give us besides a Christmas card or birthday card is to just give us a nice like, a nice subscribe, and just have more followers you know, here at Cream of the Crop Wrestling. Well, next up was a contract
0: signing for the Intercontinental Championship match between Gunther and Ricochet. Imperium was with Gunther, and so the New Day decided to come out and even the odds. Here they say that they have Ricochet's back if Imperium decides to do anything during the Intercontinental Championship matchup. We get a decent promo from the New Day. In- between uh, Imperium and Ricochet here like Ricochet gives a nice warm baby face promo to Gunther's face of course they sign the contract and Tippers flare and it breaks out into a
1: brawl but this sets up our next match Rob what do you have to say about this? So this is your standard contract signing you know it's going to Uh, Even Xavier Woods said on the microphone, he's like, uh, I mean, he's like, I think he said, yeah, of course it's gonna break under bra. Have you guys seen wrestling? (laughs) 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 So he says it on there. But one of my favorite lines came from Gunther in this one, where he calls the New Day. He says, "You guys are nothing but entertainers, while we are professionals." And I'm just like, I loved that line so much because I, and I just love that he takes wrestling so seriously. Uh, not, not they all take it seriously I, I don't mean like the person itself but the character takes it so seriously to where you you don't see him cheat You and anytime he has a big match he always has the rest of Imperium in the backstage because he wants to make sure that he does it on his own and does it properly so I just that line to me just really stuck through and I know people are going to boo him because yeah we want to be entertained blah 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 but dude I don't care what you say Gunther, to me, is the ultimate babyface by just saying, you guys are entertainers, but I, I am the professional here. And I loved it.
0: But Let's talk about the match real quick, because it was Imperium versus Ricochet in the New Day. This was an even back-and-forth six-man tag match. Imperium took control, causing New Day to eventually rally back. The match ends with Xavier hitting a dive on Gunther and uh, Giovanni Vinci. Allowing Kofi Kingston to hit the Trouble and Paradise on Ludwig Kaiser. Ricochet then hits the Shooting Star Press
1: for the pin. What are your thoughts about this match, Rob? A couple things here. Uh, so, very, very fun. Just six-man tag. A lot of the standard WWE spots that you're going to see. So, nothing over the top in there. Uh, but I also like how the right the right person won. I wish they would have pinned Vinci because I'm a big Kaiser fan. I think Kaiser is actually a guy that can have a, a nice future on his own uh, later on. But... A, Ricochet, there's not been a ton of movement up and down with a lot of superstars with the Triple H era. There's been people that have shown up and they've kind of done their thing. There's been people that have just been there and they're already in their place and they're still doing their thing. Like Sami Zayn was already on the run he was on before Triple H came in and Triple H helped it out a little bit. But Ricochet and Gunter both, they have gone from just being kind of names on the rosters to key Pivotal members of the SmackDown Friday night television show. Like I thought, I think Ricochet has come off as a star from this tournament with his matches that he's had. But I I have no doubts that Gunther is going to win next week. But this actually made me think a little bit being like, man, though, but Ricochet has had like, he's on a run right now. He is the
0: highlight of the night.
1: He is. And I would not, I wouldn't put it past him to finally do it. Now, here's my second question. Ricochet's finishing move is it the Shooting Star Press or is it gonna be the 6:30? Yeah,
0: that's what surprised me as well as when he didn't use the 6:30. So maybe, maybe it's something that maybe that's one of those moves we don't want to see all the time,
1: which I appreciate. Yeah, you know what I
0: mean. So I know I noticed that as well that he used the Shooting Star Press here. Well, Rob, evidently Kurt Angle's backstage pre-party is a private occasion because we see Chad Gable and Otis the Alpha Academy. Trying to make their way into the party, but a security guy tells them that they're not on the list. And that's when we get the street profits showing up. And of course, they're on the list, Rob. What do you think
1: about this? So, so cheesy and so corny, but anytime that Chad Gable does it, I don't care because he does it so well. Him and Otis do everything so well. So it was fun. And we all know that Chad Gable should have been the son all along in that storyline, not Jordan, Jason Jordan. So, you know, he got shafted twice by, by Kurt Angle. Once for <laughs> not, yeah, once for not being his sperm and second for this one. So damn you, Kurt Angle.
0: Well, the next thing we see is the bloodline in their locker room backstage doing some celebrating of their own from their, the Usos win earlier in the night. Solo and Jimmy leave to go get some food. And this is where Jay suggests that Sammy trim his beard and cut his hair because next week Roman Reigns will be here and
1: it could be a big night for Sammy Zayn. What do you think about that, Rob? This is another thing where I'm talking about promotion, and this one has me so scared. Because like, this bloodline thing has a little bit more life into it before the turn finally comes. But whenever Jay told him to clean himself up, and you're going to be in front of a crowd like Chicago next week. Have you ever seen the movie Goodfellas? That's what I have the feeling where where uh, Joe Pesci thinks he's going to be made. And then he shows up to the room <laughs> to see no one's in there. And he gets shot in the back of the head. That's what I'm so scared of, man. Is that Sammy is going to look amazing. And he's going to be out there. And like he thinks all these great things are about to happen. And Roman's probably going to be praising him. And then all of a sudden, he's just going to go, but... Was, and Sammy's face is just going to change. I was so totally waiting
0: for the cheesy line here where it's like if you want to act like a uso you got to look like a uso. Oh, that, that would be <laughs> no, good. I was, I was so, like I was totally waiting for that to come and I, but you know what I could probably see Jimmy saying that. <laughs> Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah
1: so it's either it's either going to be that or sammy actually is going to be an official sammy Uso or something like that coming up so i this is the most intrigue because i am so scared that they're going to end this now or this is just going to be a cherry on the top of just sammy is going to have this remember when sammy got the uh the honorary Uso t-shirt yeah and i the whole i was so excited i've never been more excited for this. It could be another one of those moments where he just moves into the bloodline even more and no one celebrates excitement of being part of something than Sammy, Sammy Uso does. And it's going to be, ah, oh, oh man. So either way, I am very excited, but very nervous for next week.
0: We get, uh, we see Ray Mysterio. He's uh backstage getting his leg looked at by a trainer in, in medical. Hmm. Carrion Cross and Scarlet walk into the room, and Carrion tells Raya a story about a horse that Scarlet had when she was a girl in Romania, and how it was a thoroughbred horse that over time it just you know stopped moving so fast, and it became a workhorse. And she never forgot the look in the horse's eyes when it became totally useless. Cross tells Ray that it's a sad thing when you have to put an animal out of its misery. What do you have to say about this, Rob?
1: I loved this promo. So I think we got a lot of Scarlet talking and we get a lot of carrying uh, Cross just saying, Tick tock, tick tock, and that's it. That dude can talk. And this was a solid, solid promo. Uh, I... There is nothing about this that I can even say anything bad about. I thoroughly enjoyed all of it, and it made me look forward to this even more. A lot of heels, they'll lie to you. They say, hey, hey, I'm not here to do anything, and then they do something. I love the fact that he just is like, no, I'm not here to do anything. I just want to tell you a story. And he sat down, and he told him a story, and that was it. And I I loved it. It was so good. Well, we then get a video package promoting
0: Tegan Knox with her talking about Her knee injuries from when she was in NXT and how she has known Liv since her first days at the WWE Performance Center. I think this is important to note because we talked about it last week, Rob, where we get the the reintroduction of these superstars like we got Tegan Knox and we got Emma without any sort of preparation for them
1: coming back. This video was fantastic. It gives us a little bit more insight into Tegan Knox, especially with her injury history and things of that nature. Let's know more about who she is going forward. Uh, So, yeah, this this video to me was very necessary, and I'm glad they didn't wait until weeks later. I'm glad it was just the very next week. Here, hey, she came last week. Here's more about who came. So it was all well done.
0: Speaking of well done video packages, the next one we got was of Lacey Evans doing some military training. You got any words about this, Rob?
1: Hey, man, just gotta get Sergeant Slaughter in there, like you said, and we'll all be good. Oh
0: uh, yeah, uh, like she's full blown in her military uh, uniform and during this, and I can't help but just want to see Sergeant Slaughter, like you know, right behind her, you know, you know, telling her that she's a maggot. <laughs> Be fantastic that giant chin of his <laughs> well let's move on to the next match of the night which is Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler versus Liv Morgan and Tegan Knox this match was short and sweet with Liv and Knox were coming out hot and out of the gate keeping the champ and Shayna on their toes Raquel Rodriguez comes down in the middle of this match with her elbow and a brace still she was stopped by WWE officials from getting all the way to the ring, and this distracts Rondo, who you know drops down to the floor to kind of go deal with Raquel Rodriguez, leaving Shayna in the ring to get hit by a uh, shiny wizard from Deegan Knox and. Please, the shiniest of wizards. The shiniest of wizards is that—that's—that's that's <laughs> what it's actually called, right? That's her actually. The shiniest, yeah, the wizard, shiniest yeah. wizard, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then uh, Liv actually gets the pin for the win. What do you have to say about that, Rob?
1: Match-wise, it was fine. I know they're trying to set up the they're setting up a tag title match, right, between the uh, Damage Control and then Tegan and Liv. I couldn't tell you. That's I think that's what they're uh, announcing. So you know, you got to give them a victory. Uh, interesting to see that they're we're seeing.
0: Uh the women's tag team division develop on both shows though when you say
1: they they are starting to get more tag teams i'm enjoying that more especially because i think eo and dakota are really starting to flourish a little bit as a tag team i think they've started to especially their uh the match when they won the titles back at crown jewel they really had their best showing since then so i i feel like just let them have a run give them some face teams to beat and just let them keep going because right now Damage, damage control needs wins, but also they need, they also need some tag teams to uh, really just to, to, to beat, and, and for lack of a better word, they just need a tag team to really beat, but also to have some storyline behind it. And I think you can really squeeze a lot of juice out of the Dakota Teagan storyline with the video packages, because now that NXT is a, a thing that we can talk about on the main roster, so you can talk about their history. <laughs> Well,
0: it's time for the big birthday bash for Kurt Angle at the end of the show. We see Kurt Angle tells Steveson to stay backstage and he goes, Kurt Angle comes down to the ring. But the party is cut short by Alpha Academy, Chad Gable, and Otis coming down to complain about them not being invited. We get a great promo with Gable saying Otis wore a tie even though he has no neck. <coughs> Gable tells Angle to get out of the ring. The celebration is over and Otis is going to eat the birthday cake. Kurt Angle leaves the ring while Gable and Otis eat some cake. And then Kurt says if they're going to eat cake, then they're going to need a lot of milk. And that's when a milk truck is driven down to the ring with Gable Steveson hitching a ride. Kurt Angle and Stevenson throw milk bottles at the Alpha Academy, and Kurt grabs the hose to spray milk all over them, reminiscing from the milk truck years ago. What year was that, Rob? 2001. It was during the Invasion Angle. Man. But this isn't this isn't the second time we've seen this, right? Like, we've seen this milk truck bit another time before this, right? Yes. That's what I thought. So this is not a a good nostalgia. Oh, well, you know, this is the second time we've seen this. No, this is a re rehash of this, which good callback because it's Kurt Angle's hometown. And it it is for his birthday. I believe he turned 54 recently. And I mean, of course they don't mention that on television.
1: Uh, what are what are your thoughts about the milk truck, Rob? It's annoying, but so one thing, this is going to be harked back to a triple H interview. He did a, This is like a few years ago. I want to say like three or four years ago. A lot of people, especially older fans, want WWE TV to be booked like NXT was when it was the black and gold era and everything was just perfect. Triple H has said on many interviews that the WWE main roster can never be booked that way. You have to have all that variety. You have to have some of that cheesiness because you're playing to a much wider and different audience. So we are going to get some of these nostalgia moments that maybe we don't care to see anymore, like the milk truck. We are going to get cheesy backstage segments. Some are good, like the poker tournament. I liked the poker tournament. Some are not so good, like tonight's birthday bash. But I think we're going to continue to get that as much as we adult fans wish that it would just be NXT black and gold booking and just make it pro wrestling. Triple H knows, because he talked about it, that he is never going to book it like that because he's playing to a wider audience where there's more families, there's younger people. And while he can still book his mid-card like he did with NXT, and he can still book everything like he did with NXT, you should still not expect those cheesy segments to not exist anymore. Those nostalgia moments to pop a crowd not to exist anymore. And so... As annoyed as we are with this milk truck, especially Michael Cole.
0: Oh, that was the worst yeah. part. That was, okay, I can deal with the milk truck, but keep Michael Cole and his puns off my television. I can't – If it, he said – I don't know. I, I don't even – we should go back and get, give an actual counter of this. It would probably be interesting. I don't know how many puns we got of milk. It being utterly uh, – utter utter chaos, I believe. And he said utter, I don't know, four or five times. And then <sighs> you, you know, and then the ending pun was a terrible pun saying, Oh, what a night on
1: Friday night milkdown. So. I believe he called the Alpha Academy cowards. So but oh, ooh, ooh, can I mention one thing though? This was a wrestling segment that involved cake and no one got their face shoved in cake. Yeah, you're not you're not wrong. It's so hey, you know what? Yes, good for the cake. But I did I did love the moment where uh, Chad just goes, Otis is going to come eat the cake.
0: <laughs> well, let's talk about some of those favorite moments of the show, Rob. With uh, beginning with our f- least favorite moment of the night. What's our least favorite moment
1: called? Uh, least favorite moment is the near fall of the night. Just uh, a moment of the show that we were like, that just didn't hit. That was that was not good. Go ahead and tell them what your near fall of the night is, Rob. For me, it's the uh, the tag team match with uh, the uh, Viking Raiders and Legado del Fantasma with Hit Row coming in. Just right now, that whole tag team bottom layer is a mess, and this did not help clarify anything. And they're trying to get Hit Row over with the crowd, and it's just getting worse and worse every week. So, yeah, I was just I was out on all of that. You know, normally I'm a guy that enjoys the cheesy comedy
0: that we get on Monday Night Raw or Friday Night SmackDown. Uh, my near fall of the night, and I hate to do this to the Olympic gold medalist, but it's the Kurt Angle birthday bash just throughout the whole night. It was just kind of meh. Were there any crazy moves in this show that you've seen? Was there a bump of the night,
1: Rob? There was not any crazy moves in this show. This show is pretty, pretty tame when it comes to the ring. So uh, just going to give a big shout-out to uh, Ricochet and Gunter for a little bit of uh, – action that they had going on they just made it very exciting for going next week is going with the chops uh ricochet show on the high fly they're going to be it's just going to be a lot of a uh, mismatch going on and i think their match is going to be incredible so nothing spectacular tonight to take note but just a little bit we got between ricochet and gunter made me excited i'm
0: gonna go with uh b fab throwing valhalla into Zelina vega because just the fact of her of uh, Valhalla going over the announcer's desk and, you, and hitting Michael Cole, you actually get to see his reaction, and he does the dumbest reaction, the dumbest sell to it possible. So I'm going to go with that just because it was something interesting. Was there a
1: showstopper of the night, Rob? So showstopper of the night uh, for me tonight was actually the carrying cross promo on Rey Mysterio. Uh, just going in there and just telling that story and the demeanor they all had going into it. It just really... Uh, sold what's going to be happening next, and it made me excited for this feud, which is very different than the first feud Karrion Cross was a part of. So and I was happy to see him get a, an actual full-length promo. He did a really, really good job with that. So all of that was wonderful.
0: Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you there, especially for the fact that you really see the prominence of Karrion Cross doing this
1: promo with Rey Mysterio not saying anything at all. You know what I mean? so oh yeah and you and you knew exactly how ray was feeling just with his facials even though he's under a mask he did it's great what was the barn burner of the night uh best match of the night was probably the opener uh the tag title match so sheamus butch the usos they're not going to put on a bad match you knew you knew going into it that you were going to get an above average to good match and that's what we got uh butch I thought Butch carried a lot of the match. Sheamus is still getting super babyface reactions right now. Ten beats of the batter uh, in unison between with Butch and Sheamus doing it at the same time was great. So, yeah, that that first match was was excellent.
0: That can show in a row we've started with an Usos championship match, so I'm going to have to agree with you there. It was definitely a great match, even with Butch as the replacement. He didn't disappoint. He never does. So, yeah, definitely best match of the night on the, on the whole show well ladies and gentlemen that's our program you can show us some love with a like leave us a comment and give us a, a subscribe be sure to follow us on Facebook and TikTok all of our content can be seen on YouTube and you can listen to our podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio and Amazon Podcast until the next episode I'm Patrick and I'm Rob and we thank you for listening to Cream of the Crop Wrestling Podcast Good night. Thank you for listening to Cream of the Crop Wrestling. You can embrace the madness by finding us on Facebook at facebook.com/Cream of the Crop Wrestling. Follow us on Twitter at Cream of the Crop W. Subscribe to our YouTube channel by typing Cream of the Crop Wrestling in the search bar. Have fun with us on TikTok at Cream of the Crop Wrestling, and you can always find full episodes of the podcast wherever podcasts are found. Nothing means nothing. Nothing means nothing. What do you mean by that? I'm talking about all the way to the top, yeah. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the cream will rise to the top, oh, yeah. You know that I'm the cream of the crop. The cream of the crop! Nobody does it better. Oh, yeah!